Welcome to Keto Combos, a podcast about the ketogenic lifestyle, whole body health, and self-discovery. Each week, we deliver the best analysis of optimal health. Now, here's your hosts, Danielle and Kimberly. Hey, hey, Keto Combo listeners. Danielle and I are covering a few important topics today that actually a lot of people tend to shy away from and hold their feelings in. For example, mental health, therapy, OCD, relationship problems, grief, and so many more. We're hoping this episode today will inspire you to talk more about these things if you're facing them because so many of us feel alone when we don't need to. There is support and many others who are facing the same hardship. So let's get started. Hey, Danielle, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Kim? Great. I'm doing awesome. So I'm really um, excited about our topic today because I feel like it's so important to really talk about these things when people feel like they have a hard time talking about them. Because I know a lot of us, you know, I always say this too, like behind closed doors in our own house, we always are going through things. Some of us are, most of us are privately. And, you know, we feel like we need to shy away from talking about it and not exactly, you know, express how we feel with certain things or how we struggle with certain things. And it's really hard to like keep that all in. And I think both you and I just recently went through a topic, even with um, Brianna talking about how it can cause like mental blocks and things like that. So since we talked about that, Danielle and I just thought, you know, we thought that we would give our listeners here a little rundown, you guys on about all of this all of these things that we should really not feel so shy about. So yeah, what one do you want to start with? <laughs> oh, there are so many to get started on. Um, for me, I'll start with my personal one. And this is kind of what opened my eyes to how people don't address the different things. And that's going to be grief. Now, that for me, just because it's recently, but in the past, I've experienced so many other things that we're going to talk to, whether it's mental health, depression, OCD, anything along those lines. But at that point, I did keep everything inside like I feel a lot of people do. It wasn't until I started going through the grief process and I opened up to people that they in turn opened up to me. And it's like, I've had people come up to me and say, wow, I wish we would have talked about this when I had my loss X amount of years ago. And I asked, why didn't you? Because it wasn't popular to talk about or it didn't they didn't feel comfortable talking about it and what's amazed me with this and even with my OCD when I open up to people I'm kind of an open book I don't get ashamed very often we all have problems why not address them and try to better ourselves and the amount of people that I've met that have had the same problems that I've gone through has really amazed me because I've known these people, but I've never known what they were going through and they never had anyone to talk to. So just from me opening up recently, I've learned so much more about people and I'm sure you've seen it even with your clients. They open up about maybe the emotional eating, but there's usually something else that leads to that. Yes, exactly. Yes, definitely. It's coming down and like finding like the core problem. There's so much more than just saying I have, you know, food addiction or I have sugar addiction or something like that. It's like, it's so much more emotional and deep than that. And so getting down to these, you know, figuring out what, what the triggers are and what the reasons 
why are that causes these, um, you know, these habits, like a lot of times we develop bad habits from it and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm 100%, you know, agree with you on the grief topic, because, you know, I, I've even, we've had a, a major loss in our family in the past. Um, and I, you know, talking to my family member who had lost this, you know, their significant, their significant um, family member, it's just, I don't really want to name names because it's just not my time to, or my place to do that. But um, bringing it up, you know, and talking about who we've lost to them, it's just like they're grateful that we didn't forget about, you know, who we've lost and we talk about it. It just, it just, it's like, it's comforting, you know, for them. And so I know as somebody who, you know, you're trying to approach someone about it, it, it kind of makes you feel like, well, do I talk about it or don't I talk about it? Is it going to upset them? Is it going to bring more of this grief back? And like, all of a sudden, they're just going to go through this depression or something. So I can, I understand the tiptoeing around it. But I'm also, um, you know, getting at the idea out is that it is good to talk about it. And it is nice for the people who, you know, are going through the grief like they are to know that you haven't forgot about who they've lost, and that they still remember them and that you're there for them and you support them through their grief in any way that you can. And just knowing that they're not forgotten. And so that was like a huge eye opener for me when I was talking to my family member about it. And she's just like, Oh, thank you so much for not, you know, forgetting about them and including them, you know, when we, when we have these certain family functions. So, um, so it's, it's just really, you know, something that we need to talk about more because a lot of people don't, they just kind of shy away from it and don't do it. And it's like, no, we need to, we need to get this out there and, you know, support people who are going through grief and not, tiptoe around it because it just needs to be talked about yes and I think if they don't talk about it or even if it doesn't have to do with grief you know people suffer from depression and anxiety for multiple different reasons yes, yes. and that's another thing that's not talked about is someone who does suffer from anxiety or does get depressed whether it's grief or maybe it's because of money issues or maybe they hate their job or they're stressed at home mm -hmm. and they don't want to just come out and say I'm having a hard time or you know I need help I need someone to talk to and sometimes all it takes is having a friend that you can sit down and open up with and say here is how I feel right. and just you know talk about it you don't have to be judged and right. that's the thing. I think people don't talk about it because they're worried about being judged. And yeah. with depression, that's, that's a pretty serious thing that people do need to talk about. It is. It is. And I, and you know, honestly, these, these days, I, I see their fear about it by talking about it. I feel like it, I mean, it comes down to social media, in my opinion, because there's so many bullies behind the screens. There's just a lot of people who do cast judgment immediately on, you know, parenting issues or whatever else, like anything that goes on. I mean, immediately you are judged in one way or another, you're judged. So I, I understand that it's hard to talk about. And we're not saying like, you have to go out and make a public post in your social media and, you know, talk about these things if you're not comfortable doing it, but finding, you know, someone that you can open up to or talk to someone about it, or even if you had to go to therapy or, 
you know, whatever it is that you need to do to talk about it, because keeping this stuff bottled in and not talking about it will make you crazy. So I know, I know that for, for a fact of some of the stuff that I went through. And I know that once I started talking about it, honestly, that's what it took for me. And I feel like Danielle knows a little bit about that this summer. I, <laughs> I had my own fair share of a, of a mental, you know, moment. And, and um, it lasted for a while. And I feel like it was like one day Danielle was checking in with me and she's like, so how's things going? And it's like, I started like scrolling back in our conversation and I couldn't remember the, the, any positive thing that I'd said in a long time. Everything was just, this is a terrible day, blah, blah, blah. And I just had this <laughs> awful thing. And I started reading back on it and I'm like, boy, like I am so negative. Like I am just like, I needed, I needed to see that over again. And for that conversation to happen, for me to take a step back and just think about it for a minute and be like, okay, so clearly we need to do something or you're just going to constantly be miserable, you know? So what's going on? And that's when I started making, you know, like these adjustments and trying to think about what was going on in my life. And I understand that. I mean, everybody faces all these crazy hard times. Sometimes things get crazy. Life gives you challenges and struggles. Um, and we can react on them. But also, like, if you think about it, whatever's in front of you, you, you can't change it. Maybe you can't change it at the moment. It is what it is. And there's nothing you can do about it. And it might not be very good. And it might be sucky. But at the same time, you can change how you respond to it, you know, and that's, that's what I all of a sudden did was I was like, wow, <laughs> I was not in a good place. I was not saying anything positive for a long time. And it wasn't just that with Danielle, it was like other people that <laughs> I was talking to. And I'm like, oh boy, Kim is just clearly negative all summer, just having this mental moment. And I'm like, okay, so I know this is reflecting on my friends. I'm sure it's reflecting on my family and kids. And it's like, I'm glad that I was able to talk about it. Um, but also I needed to, to almost like have those talks in order to, you know, turn it around too. You know what I mean? So that, that took that mental block out and it's like, okay, now I'm going to make adjustments on how, what my reactions are to these things that are going on in my life. I can't change the fact that I have to travel, you know, 70 hours on the road in a matter of a couple weeks, like I had to, you know, had to sit there and think, okay, this is what I have to do. How am I going to handle the situation? How am I going to make it better? You know, that type of thing. So talking about it really turned it around for me, even when it wasn't even in a therapy session, it was just friends, you know, communicating and them checking in on you and you, you telling them how you feel. So talking about it just does so much. And it's not just, anxiety or depression like you're saying or anything like that it's like even you're saying like OCD you know these things that yeah. people that's a big one that people don't talk about um, and I am OCD it's non-curable you know it's obsessive compulsive disorder so there's not anything that you can do to fix it but you can be aware of it and mine is with food ironically enough I am funny about certain foods and how I eat them. And I never really thought about it growing up. And it wasn't until probably, I don't know, eight or nine years ago that I was actually watching a TV show about it. And I remember turning to my husband and I said, oh my God, I think I'm OCD. And he looked at me and he was so serious. And he goes, did you really not know that? And I said, no. And he starts listing off all these things that I do. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, those are not normal. 
And I'm like, what do you mean they're not normal? And he's like, normal people wouldn't do this. And he explained them and I'm thinking, and you've been married to me for how long and we've never addressed it. But you know, it is a, I don't want to call it a problem of mine, but it's a, I, I don't even have a good word for it. Just a little quirk that I do. And he obviously was accepting enough that he never said anything. And I've eaten out with friends before and I know I've done my little quirky things and they've never said anything. So it's like, I point it out now and we all kind of laugh about it, but it's one of those things I can talk about. It's not like somebody sitting there judging me or saying, why do you do that? Or if somebody does ask why I do it, I tell them it's, it's OCD. I said, I know it makes no difference if I want to separate my food how I do or whatever I, however I do it. But for the longest time, I didn't talk about it because I didn't even know about it. And then once I knew about it, I'm thinking there's got to be more people. So I did start talking about it. And I found more people that have these same little quirks, maybe not the same, but it's very similar. Right. And they had never talked about it. So it's just another thing that once I put myself out there was vulnerable a little bit because I can laugh at myself. Other people started talking about it too. Or I had one lady and she said, well, my grandson does this. And I'm like, well, that's kind of what I did as a kid. And I turned out okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, they thought it was odd, but you right. can't really fix it. Right. Well, so that's they accepted it. Right. And that's amazing that you were able to, you know, be a little bit vulnerable and put yourself out there, but you were able to find other people who can relate to you about it. And that's what, that's what makes it, you know, why we need to talk about it more because so many other people can relate to you and the things that you're going through and help you through it and you can help someone else through it and just kind of you know be there for each other because it's just like you know finding people who are going through something similar it's just you can relate on a different level and it makes it easier to go through through certain things like that or have certain things like that at all like relationship problems and you mentioned money and work and kids rebelling and we talked about this one and I am one with that like I I honestly had a you know a really rough summer with one of my kids and I was a little apprehensive I'm not gonna lie to talk about it and that's that's the honest truth because I was afraid that number one I was gonna get judged on my parenting number two my kid was gonna get judged and you know then he's just, you know, labeled a bad kid for all the things that he's, you know, he did that were wrong. Um, but he's really not a bad kid. So it's like hard to, it was, it was hard to talk about it, but I did, I did make a few, um, conversations with friends on, um, on it about it, especially on social media. And I did get a little bit in detail about it and I'm not gonna lie, I deleted some comments because it was hard to talk about it. But you know, once I did start talking about a little bit more about with my friends that have um, kids the same age as my son, it was like, wow, they were going through a lot of the similar things. It was just the age he was going through and him trying to discover things that he shouldn't be discovering because he's not old enough. So, you know, <laughs> trying to experiment and all this stuff. And I'm just like, you know, but I've taught him right from wrong. Why is he doing these things? And so it's like, you know, he has a really good life and we try to make him, you know, he's a sports kid and all this stuff. So it's like, how could he be making poor choices? 
And then I don't want people to think that he's just some bad kid or like needs poor parenting. And so it's like, yeah, that's a big one. That's a huge, huge topic for moms and dads and, you know, parents or guardians or whatever, because it is really, really hard, you know, to be not be judged. And that's the biggest thing about it too, is to feel not be judged. But the more you bring it up, the more other people are going to bring it up. And the more you're going to be able to make that connection and the support system that way, because people just, you know, we just tend to hide it, but we really need to be talking about it more. So it's amazing. I've noticed every single thing that I've ever been through that I feel like, oh no, no, no one should talk about that publicly or with your friends or anything. But when I do, it's like immediately someone can relate to me. Oh my, I went through something like that, or this is what happened to me or this and this. And then immediately it's like you just click and you connect with each other and you're like, okay, so you like, you know, you talk about it and it makes you feel a little bit better and your whole mentalness of holding it in and getting so stressed out and all of these things, like it starts to get a little bit easier because you know that there's just so many other people going through the same thing and you can support one another. So it's like the biggest thing that we want to talk about in this podcast is just to like inspire you to start talking about things that you might be a little bit afraid about because honestly every like everybody will start the more you start talking about it the more everybody else will start talking about it and then you'll be able to connect and not necessarily like it you know don't have to do Facebook posts or anything like that if you're not comfortable but you might be surprised when you reach out to friends or family or something how much they will be able to relate or help you or support you in some way and so that they've been through something similar or know someone who has that was close to them and be able to help you through it and even if they haven't um one thing i found that has worked for me or has come in handy is meeting like a friend for coffee and i'll be honest about my feelings or i may say you know i had a really crappy day and i'll go into it and she may not be able to relate but she can sit there and listen. And like you said, with this summer, when you were talking to me, you know, I was in no way, I was just a friend to you, listening to you and, you know, trying to help what I, how I could, but you don't always have the right answers. And someone just being able to listen to you while, you know, or listen to me while I was telling them how I felt, I got to hear my words. And even though my friend wasn't telling me what to do to fix it, I could hear those words and then I could, it was almost like you see it in a different perspective instead of everything running around in your head, you get it out. My friend didn't give me the fix to the world, (laughs) but she listened to me and that was huge. Right. Having someone who will listen, even if they're not going through the same thing or can't relate, they can still listen and, you know, just say, well, I don't really know what to tell you, but I'm glad you're talking about it. Right. Exactly. And that is, that's huge. It is. It really is just talking about it and hearing yourself say these things or like me, how I all of a sudden read back in our conversations with, with Danielle and my other friends. And I'm just like, my goodness, Kim, okay, it's time. Like you need to just, we need to make a shift here because otherwise you're just going to be miserable. <laughs> so I needed to make a shift and I'm glad that I talked about it because had I not, I mean, I don't know if I would have noticed when I did, you know, once I started reading back through them conversations and it was like almost with everyone, I was, you know, having these negative conversations about my day or my current life situation. And it was like, I was so miserable. 
And I'm just like, okay, I can't change what's going on right now, but I can change the way I react to it and, you know, try to find ways to deal with the stress a little bit better. (laughs) So once I did, I mean, it wasn't like a five second shift and everything's happy, but it was, you know, something that I worked on and it didn't take long for me to get a better attitude about it. So it was, you know, it's good to definitely talk about things. Yeah. Even if someone can't relate to you just so that you can get it out there because holding stuff in can give you serious mental blocks. Like we talked about earlier that can lead to bad eating habits, bad, just, you know, bad habits in general, staying up all night long, lack of sleep, you know, this affects this, this will affect the foods that you eat. And whether or not, maybe you're an exerciser, but you have a mental block and you don't exercise anymore because you know, something's on your mind. So talking about these things is so, so important. And, you know, whether it's a friend, a family member, or maybe you are a social media person, whatever way you can find support. And I know that there's support groups out there. There's lots of support groups. In fact, Danielle has got something amazing going on with the grief. So if you are someone who's dealing with grief, you can reach out to Danielle. Where they, where can they find you exactly, Danielle? I know we have it all in our show notes and all that stuff, but might as well just say it anyway. We do on Instagram. I'm at Discovering Danielle Simpson. You can go to www.growthroughgrief.co or you can find me on Facebook, Danielle Simpson, or my group, Grow Through Grief. And it is just to help people who, exactly like the name, want to grow through their grief whether it's grieving a loss, maybe a job, maybe a divorce, anything along those lines, there's still stages of grief. And it's a safe spot where people can talk about it. They're not going to be judged. I won't let any negative comments happen because we don't need more negativity in our lives. We're all on a journey trying to figure out, you know, how to be a happier, healthier version of ourselves. So I've recently created that and I'm pretty excited about it. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback and people are opening up. Right. And I'm excited for Danielle to do her podcast that talks a little bit more in detail about her story and her journey and how she got to where she's at today. But I'm telling you guys what she's doing. I don't see anyone else out there doing it. So it's pretty amazing to go check her out and see what she's, you know, got going on to help, you know, help this community and and help people going through grief like she does it's pretty amazing she has some people messaging her and telling her how thankful they are of you know all of the stuff that she's sharing and talking about and trying to bring awareness about so definitely if you know someone or yourself is going through something like that um, she has an awesome support and community for you to check out for sure Yes, please reach out. And we just briefly touched on all these other subjects today. But if any of our listeners want to, you know, throw something else out there that they want us to discuss further, message us, email us. I think you can even leave a voice message on this podcast and we'll be more than happy to address it. You can also find us on Instagram and send us a message or you know, direct message us, something like that, and we'll be able to address that topic. So we hope you enjoyed everything we went over today and you tune in next week. Thanks for joining us this week on Keto Convos. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. You'll never miss an episode. 
follow us on Instagram at Keto Combos Podcast or email us at ketocombospodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to share with a friend and tune in for our next episode.